time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. Once again, I'm recording in the middle of a thunderstorm out here in the Permian Basin. Thunder, lightning, and rain all around. It isn't as windy this time, though. But let's jump right into the topic of liberty, shall we? The attacks on our liberty are relentless. With each passing news cycle, they seem to be coming faster and with increasing intensity. This is especially true over the past two plus years, don't you think? Right now, you would be hard-pressed to find any activity that our government engages in that does not erode the liberties of either the people as a whole or certain groups of people. Not only that, but often the useful idiots in the media are being the cheerleaders for or salesmen of our government's actions. We must not forget that the major political parties are enabling this as well. Because the political parties, and not the people, are choosing who gets into elected office. Think back to last week's episode on lies and the recent events in Texas, New York, and Oklahoma. What truly enables the mass shootings and gun-free zones over the past three decades? Well, it was government action that was the catalyst for them to start occurring with more frequency. In today's episode, I will be speaking about our right to keep and bear arms, but it always goes further than that. All of our freedoms, all of the liberties we are supposed to enjoy, are under constant attack by the government that hates us. Often these attacks are not the full frontal assaults like those against our Second Amendments, but with smaller skirmishes and clandestine actions by the government. Ever since the passage of that abomination called the 16th Amendment, our rights, our liberties, have been attacked by this government. For 109 years, we the people and our constitutional republic have been undergoing a death by a thousand cuts situation. This would not be happening if the federal government had not been able to grow to the scope and size it is today. That growth that has only happened because of the income tax. The primary focus of our government lately, local, state, and federal governments, is our Second Amendment protection to keep and bear arms. Why is that? Well, because without the Second Amendment, you cannot defend any of the other amendments or even the Constitution itself. This focus on the people's right to keep and bear arms always intensifies when a product of the usurper's culture rot ends up killing children in the government-created gun-free school zones. 
By the way, do you want to know how to absolutely ensure your children do not get killed or wounded in one of those gun-free school zones? It's a 100% guarantee, too. Homeschooling is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Do not send your children off to the indoctrination centers that government has also turned into target-rich killing fields for crazy people. Crazy people that their culture created. Homeschooling really has no downside either. One of the most widespread falsehoods about homeschool children is that they are socially awkward and do not become successful in adulthood. Of course, the institution that would like you to believe that is our government and their useful idiots. By homeschooling children, it does not allow the usurpers of our liberty to indoctrinate children and drown them in their rotting culture. I recently read an article that debunks that socially awkward children homeschooling myth too. Harvard researchers Ying Chen, Christina Hinton, and Tyler J. Vanderweel published a study on November 10th of last year that can provide you with the facts. This study found that there were some notable differences in outcomes when comparing government schools to homeschooling. How about these as favorable outcomes? The study found that children who were homeschooled are more likely to be forgiving, more likely to attend church, more likely to volunteer in their communities, less likely to use marijuana, more likely to have fewer lifetime sexual partners. More importantly though, homeschooled children have been found to have a sense of greater purpose in life as compared to their contemporaries. Those contemporary children that sit in a classroom being indoctrinated in the corrosive, divisive, and sexualizing curriculums that are so prevalent across our nation right now. All of that that I just read are enough reasons for people to rescue their children from government indoctrination and rescue them from the rotten culture government and their useful idiots have been creating in our republic for generations now. If you homeschool your children, you can ensure they will learn the true history of our republic and its founding principles. For more on the article, you can read about it at the Tennessee Conservative. You can subscribe to their content at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Speaking of the Tennessee Conservative, I want to remind the listeners of the Tennessee Freedom Summit. It is scheduled to take place on the 19th and 20th of August in Nashville. The event is hosted by Brandon Lewis and the Tennessee Conservative. The early list of the guest speakers is already impressive. One of the confirmed speakers is one of my favorite liberty-defending legislators, Deputy Speaker Janice Bowling of the Tennessee State Senate. Also speaking will be Robin Steeman from Moms for Liberty, one of the best liberty-defending organizations in our nation right now. There are many more that you can see at the website, too. For more information and to get your tickets, go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Again, that is TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Now let's get back to the actions of the useful idiots as well as their masters in the new aristocracy and eroding our liberty. I am sure you have heard by now our senile, dementia-riddled commander-in-chief speak about gun control since the mentally ill young men in Buffalo and Uvalde went on their killing sprees. And I'm quite sure the recent mass shooting in Tulsa will be added into their reasoning for restricting our rights. 
Also, Harry Leg Joe's sidekick, Kamala, she's been out there as well. These two, along with every member of the Communist Party here in America, they are singularly focused on eroding our constitutionally protected Second Amendment rights. The two leaders of the Communist Party here in our republic, they are spreading the same lies Dementia Joe did on the campaign trail during the 2020 elections. Well, maybe not always from the trail, unless you consider the campaign trail as being between the living room and bathroom in his basement. But anyway, here is the lie he keeps spreading, and the useful idiots in the media help with that. Give it a listen. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapons. That is a lie that has been debunked numerous times. Just when will his speeches and news conferences come with a warning about misinformation? Anyway, for the liberal or communist listeners that believe that lie, let me provide you with a definition and some data. The word I want to define is privateer. The following definition comes from MiriamWebster.com. Privateer, an armed private ship licensed to attack enemy shipping. Notice the word private in that, meaning not the government. Just what do you think these privateers, these privately owned ships, attacked enemy shipping with? Rainbows, unicorns, misgendering, or using the wrong pronoun? Of course not. They attacked other ships with, da-da-da, cannons, among other weapons like cutlasses and muskets. Privately owned weapons, to be exact. Just when were privateers used? Well, let's share some information from Wikipedia, if that is all right. A privateer, again, is a private person or ship that engages in maritime warfare under a commission of war. Since robbery under arms was a common aspect of the seaborne trade, until the early 19th century, all merchant ships carried arms. A sovereign or delegated authority issued commissions, also referred to as letters of mark, during wartime. Now right here, I will once again refer to the audience to Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11 of the United States Constitution, and this clause is called the War Powers Clause. It states that the Congress has the power to declare war grant letters of mark and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water. Again, that is right from the Congress's enumerated powers and is still part of our Constitution today. So the sovereign, in this case the government of the United States of America, the sovereign would issue letters of mark and reprisal to privateers, private citizens that own ships with cannons on them. That empowered the holder to carry on all forms of hostility permissible at sea by the usages of war. Just in case you discount Wikipedia, the following comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Privateer, privately owned armed vessel commissioned by a belligerent state to attack enemy ships, usually vessels of commerce. Privateering was carried on by all nations from the earliest times until the 19th century. Oh, and for a frame of reference here, the 19th century began on 1 January 1801 and ended on 31 December 1900. When was the Constitution ratified? That would be 1789. And when was the Bill of Rights, of which the Second Amendment is part of, ratified? That would be 1791. 
So for the liberals and commies, including Dementia Joe, that cannot count, that means that even after the Constitution and Bill of Rights were ratified, the federal government of the United States of America contracted with private citizens, privateers, and these privateers owned cannons. The government contracted with private citizens to engage in warfare on behalf of the government of the United States of America. A simple internet or library search, and you all can find these facts for yourselves. I just wonder if any of the useful idiots in the mainstream media will fact-check the ice cream connoisseur on that bit of... Misinformation. The critical thinking people in the audience know that that will never happen. Why? Because we have a two-tiered system of free speech in our country. But back to liberty. Old Dementia Joe is spreading the same misinformation the other day that he spewed while running for president. But there was more information that he spouted that just does not make sense. Give this a listen. He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in a lung, and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it, and save the life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. First, let me apologize for the background noise in those sound bites. I tried to filter out as much of the Marine One helicopter noise that I could. But a 9mm bullet blows the lung out of a body? Really? Pull my other leg, it plays jingle bells. Of course, Harry Legs Joe attributes that information to some trauma surgeon that he doesn't remember the name of. I sure hope that trauma surgeon comes forward and states the exact same information for us to hear firsthand. That will never happen. Joe's recollections of conversations seem to be with those people that are long dead now or just plain made up. Kind of like the majority of the 81 million voters that put him in office, right? I hope every citizen after the last two years is coming to realize this. Our nation has put the control of nuclear weapons in the hands of a dementia-riddled old fool. Talk about firearm safety. Back to the impromptu remarks after Joe's return from Uvalde. He had this interesting thing to say as well. Give it a listen. The Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. If that is truly his position about the Constitution and an amendment to it, let's ask the commies and transpublicans about the 16th and 17th Amendments then. If no amendment is absolute, let's start by repealing those. Of course, we all know that will never happen until the entire nation throws off its apathy and wakes up to just how much those two amendments have eroded the liberties of the people. Oh, we can't forget that Heels Up Harris got in on the action too. Just like that man-child, Beto O'Rourke down in Texas, she states that the government is coming after our guns. Let's give old Kamala a listen to. On the issue of gun violence, I will say, as I've said countless times, we are not sitting around waiting to figure out what the solution looks like. You know, we're not looking for a vaccine. We know what works on this. It includes, let's have an assault weapons ban. You know what an assault weapon is? You know how an assault weapon was designed? It was designed for a specific purpose, to kill a lot of human beings quickly. An assault weapon is a weapon of war with no place 
no place in a civil society. The commies and their useful idiots are making it quite clear. They want a disarmed populace. They will lie, cheat, and steal to make that happen. Oh, and check out this soundbite from one of the Communist Party members of the House of Representatives and what he had to say about our Second Amendment rights. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it. And we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. I heard something on the Joe Rogan podcast that actually captures what is going on here pretty succinctly. Nobody can accuse Joe Rogan of being a conservative either. So that should make his comments even more profound since they are coming from somebody in the middle or the left side of the political spectrum. Even he could see this situation for what it actually is. Give it a listen. I wrote this thing once that I said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. And that's what it is. It's yeah. the, there's, there's so many guns. There's more guns than there are people. It's not a, I don't think it's a gun situation. And I don't think you can change the fact that there's, and I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are, even with an armed populace, they still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And the more increased power and control you have over people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people, to give more freedoms back to the people. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. Let me say that again. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. Pay attention to that, people. That is becoming more and more important with each passing day. I read an interesting article the other day that points out just exactly who most closely aligns with the usurpers of liberty in office and their useful idiots in the media. This should give every liberty-loving American pause and possibly reconsider the ties between China and the Biden family. Of course, I found this article at Bloomberg News. We all know what side of the Second Amendment Mr. Bloomberg and his organization is on. Anyway, the article came out on Memorial Day evening after the horrible school shooting and it stated this. China urges UN rights chief to look into school shootings in the U.S. The two of the top three anti-American organizations or institutions on the planet are backing the American communist play to erode our Second Amendment rights. In case you were wondering who makes up the top three list of organizations or institutions on this planet, that hate the United States of America's founded, let me give them to you. Number one with a bullet, pun intended, is none other than the Democrat National Committee. Not only do they oppose our founding documents and principles, they have been the most successful in destroying them and usurping our liberty. Number two, of course, is the Chinese Communist Party. They are achieving quite a lot of a success in eroding our liberties here with the assistance of their paid useful idiots and bribed or blackmailed usurpers in elected office. Number three would be the United Nations. 
They have a long and distinguished list of countering our uniquely American culture at home and around the globe. Tied at number four, well, that's every other nation on the planet that would like to see us beaten down and destroyed. But here, can you believe the gall of China with its actual record of human rights abuses calling on the United Nations to look into school shootings here in our country? Now, just why would an adversary want to align with the communists in this country to erode or even do away with our Second Amendment rights? To get the answer to that why question, you have to dig into history and some data. Oh, and you have to ask yourself another question. That question would be this. What is the biggest fear for any enemy contemplating the invasion of the United States of America? That can be answered by the fact that more than 81 million Americans currently own a firearm. Looking back at history, one of Japan's most brilliant and revered admirals, Isoroko Yamamoto, had this to say about invading the United States of America. Quote, You cannot invade mainland United States. There would be a rifle behind each blade of grass. Unquote. That was true in the 1940s and still true today. By the way, that brings up another interesting point. Compare mass shootings in America in the 1940s and today. Same percentage of gun ownership, yet different results. Why? Of course, we discussed that last week. The why is because of the culture rot that is promoted and enabled by a government that hates us. Back to China jumping on board with the American communists and wanting to disarm the citizens. Here's another question. If you were in charge of the largest standing army on the planet and you war game scenarios involving the invasion of another sovereign country, would you be concerned with how many citizens in that country were armed? Of course you would be. Hence China backing the play of the UN and the American communists. China not only wants us weakened militarily and economically, but also in the citizens' ability to defend the homeland. There are many forces that would like to see the American population disarmed. China and any other potential foreign adversary. But the one that tops the list is our own government. While they will constantly spout off about how you don't need an AR-15 to hunt or some other such nonsense, they get away with saying that because they bank on the apathy of the electorate and a large number of citizens not being educated on our nation's founding documents. After all, Dementia Joe had this to say about that in the same impromptu press conference. Give it a listen. Those who, not many are saying it anymore, but there was a while there where people were saying that, you know, the fear of liberty is water with the blood of patriots, and what we have to do is have to be able to take on the government when they're wrong. Well, to do that, you need an F-15, you know? You need a Abrams tank. I mean, so it's just, I, I, think, I, think, I think things have gotten so bad. That's almost funny because a bunch of poorly educated, third world goat herders armed mostly with Soviet era AK-47s just kicked the most powerful country on the planet out of their own country last year. The usurpers do not want you to know the real reason the Second Amendment was added to the Constitution. It wasn't for hunting or even self-defense. The Second Amendment is there to guarantee that we the people can overthrow an out-of-control tyrannical government. 
just as we did when we won the Revolutionary War in 1783. The British had tried to confiscate the weapons of the people in the 13 colonies, weapons that included cannons. Our founding fathers wanted to ensure that the people always had that option. That is why the Second Amendment states, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. That brings to mind another quote that our government should pay attention to. Again, it comes from Admiral Yamamoto after the attack on Pearl Harbor. He said this, and I quote, I fear all we have done is to waken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve, unquote. There is coming a time when even the people who just want to be left alone will be awakened. Our government needs to return to one that is of, for, and by the people. Our founding fathers predicted the situation we find ourselves in. It was Thomas Jefferson that once said, quote, educate and inform the whole mass of the people. They are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty, unquote. Educate, not indoctrinate. Benjamin Rush, a statesman and signer of the Declaration of Independence, also said this, quote, It is favorable to liberty. Freedom can only exist in the society of knowledge. Without learning, men are incapable of knowing their rights. And where learning is confined to a few people, liberty can neither be equal nor universal, unquote. Governor Morris, a penman and signer of the Constitution, had this to say, quote, For avoiding the extremes of despotism or anarchy, the only ground of hope must be on the morals of the people. I believe that religion is the only solid base of morals and that morals are the only possible support of free governments. Therefore, education should teach the precepts of religion and the duties of man towards God, unquote. That is why government is so focused on removing God from every facet of our society. And finally, Teddy Roosevelt had the following things to say, quote, I enter a most earnest plea that in our hurried and rather bustling life of today, we do not lose the hold that our forefathers had on the Bible. I wish to see the Bible study as much a matter of course in the secular colleges as in the seminary. No educated man can afford to be ignorant of the Bible, and no uneducated man can be afford to be ignorant of the Bible. Unquote. And finally, this quote, I believe that the next half century will determine if we advance the cause of Christian civilization or revert to the horrors of brutal paganism. Unquote. That last statement from Teddy Roosevelt came in 1909. We've now had more than a century where our nation has turned its back on wisdom, and we are witnessing the results every day in our news feeds, social media, and television. We close this week's episode with wisdom from God's Word. It comes to us from Proverbs 4, 6. Do not turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. For generations now, our republic and its people have turned their backs on wisdom, the wisdom that comes from the Word of God and the wisdom that comes from our Christian-inspired founding principles. Because we, as a nation, 
have turned our backs on the wisdom that can be found in the Bible, wisdom that can be found in the writings of the forefathers, and wisdom that can be found in our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, we the people are no longer protected. We must remove the people from elected office that are responsible for this turning away from wisdom so our republic can prosper once again. The political parties that are responsible for putting those people into elected office must also be held accountable for the damage they have done to our nation. They must be relegated to the trash heap of history and a rebirth of the citizen servant leader in public office needs to occur. I plan to be that servant leader for the people of Tennessee House District 12 and the great state of Tennessee. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.